Haunted Hometowns, your weekly true crime paranormal podcast. My name is Blake Lambert-Hack, and this season I will be covering deaths and hauntings in the greatest Midwestern city, Chicago, with a different special guest every week. Today I am joined by a singer, an actor, and a fantastic performer I've had the chance to work with, Mary Nora Wolf. Hi, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Thanks for being on. How are you? I'm okay, you know. It's, um... Same soup, different spoon. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you know. We're back at it. Yeah. Day after day. Exactly. But today's different because we're going to be talking about ghosts. Ooh, so exciting. <laughs> Do you believe in ghosts? Um, I am indifferent. I know that I feel things and I am close with a lot of people who are very obsessed with ghosts. So um, I have no real position on it besides there's something there. I just don't want to interact with it. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> How would you describe a ghost then? Uh, different in each situation. Yeah. People talk about like cool rooms or like feelings, but there are specific places that I'll be where I'm like, oh, this is for sure haunted. Yeah, Someone yeah. for sure lives here. There will be things that happen. I'll be like, I don't want to know about it, but it's here. Right. <laughs> like my grandparents upstairs. Like that was creepy, but um, I don't know. Different when they're nice. They're very obtuse and yeah. when they're mean it's very apparent so <laughs> exactly. yeah Have, do you know much about chicago hauntings i did one haunted chicago tour okay virtually last march oh nice yeah virtually how did that work you know it was a guy who does like the haunted chicago tours yeah doing it on zoom okay with like video footage okay and like pictures and it was weird, but it was fun. I bet it would be cooler to go on those tours. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've done the Chicago Haunting tour before. I mean, I do it every city I go to, yeah. pretty much. Um, so I've definitely done Chicago, and they're fun. Uh, There's, like, a lot of graveyard ones. Yeah. Like, Roseland Graveyard, mm-hmm. and, like, the... Roseland? Is that what it is? Rose Hill? Anyway. No, I... Rose Hill, I think. It's somewhere... <laughs> Ooh, that's gonna kill me. <laughs> Roseland, Rose Hill. It's like over that. on... Ravenswood? No. Right. I know exactly yeah. the cemetery you're talking about. Yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. The big one. Yeah. The hu- huge one. It's gigantic. It's like, it takes over all of Bridmar, Berwind, and Foster, and it just... Yes. It's expansive. Well, Mary Nora, are you ready for the haunting at Holy Name Cathedral? Ooh, yes. Do you know Holy Name Cathedral? Oh, yes, I do, actually. They have, um, I'm... Not like a okay, so I would go to church there, okay, and the pastor is very progressive, so a lot of his um church left, which is why they turned the parking lot into a Whole Foods and condos. Gotcha, (laughs) he was really cool. Um, well, this is October 11th, 1926, so prohibition days, we're six years into prohibition, yeah, it's four in the afternoon. Bootlegging and rum running is in full swing. Gang wars are at their peak. And Earl Jaime, quote unquote, Vice, uh, Jaime is his 
nicknamed by the gangs. He's the leader of the Northside Gang and is on his way to headquarters, which is uh, Sheffield's Flowers, which sits across the street from the cathedral. No way. Okay. Yeah. I've seen historical pictures. That's why. I'm yeah. Like, okay. I've not seen it, obviously, <laughs> in existence. Well, I don't know what's in the place of it now. because I don't. parking lot. Sorry, no, nothing. It's condos now. Okay, yeah, that's what I figured. I was like, I don't think it's a flower shop any longer. No, but, it's condos. Uh, he was headed to their headquarters at the flower shop after sitting through jury selection for another gang member's murder trial. So casual. Sneaky. Jaime is accompanied by his bodyguard, Sam Peller, gangster Patty Murray, attorney William W. O'Brien, and a private and guest, private investigator Benjamin Jacobs. There are a lot of names in this story, so stay with me. The Prohibition gang wars were messy and involved many gangs. Mm -hmm. The Northsiders parked their cars on Superior and rounded the corner to cross State Street. And since you've been there, I, I know exactly it's good to you know. Yeah, I know exactly where what streets were. At. All my listeners, pull up maps, Google Maps, whatever you need to do, check it out. State between chicago and superior you'll see it yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh as they round the corner two gunmen hiding in a nearby hotel open fire with a submachine gun and a shotgun the attorney is hit four times and stumbles into a stairwell jaime's bodyguard immediately draws his gun but not knowing where the shots are coming from fires in the general direction of the gunfire However, by doing so, he hits Jaime as he's collapsing from other bullet wounds. The private investigator and bodyguard stagger back around the corner. The gunfire follows them, chipping the building behind them. So Holy Name Cathedral. Okay. That's, yeah, so Holy Name Cathedral was basically a bystander. <laughs> a casualty. Casualty, for sure. He has a wound. <laughs> so, to understand why two men camped out in this hotel to murder Jaime. We have to understand the gang war that was happening in Chicago yeah. um, and Jaime's life leading up to his death. So, Earl Jaime Weiss was born Henry Earl J. I'm so sorry for this. I'm so bad at names, but Wojciechowski? Oh, let me see. It's Polish. Oh, you would know. Yeah, you're right. Oh, Wait, that is Wojciechowski. Is it? Wojciechowski? That sounds right, Wojciechowski. Yeah. He is very... Polish-American. Yeah, that's a Polish name. <laughs> yeah. And, I don't know, everyone I went to grade school with was Polish or Irish, so. It's an <laughs> Irish gang. Yes. He happens to be Polish-American. Very interesting. <laughs> yes. There's, okay. He's Polish-American and Catholic. Oh, that's why. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Irish Catholics, Polish exactly. Catholics. It's all the same, especially in Chicago at this time. Yeah. It was full of Irish people. It was full of Polish people. Yeah, it still is. Um, yeah. <laughs> to his friends, he was Earl. Yeah. But in gangs and media, he was called Little Jaime or Jaime the Polak. Little Jaime. Yeah. It's <laughs> so Jaime. cute. I do like the nickname Jaime. It's a nice little... I keep thinking Hyman, though. Well, fair. <laughs> or you're... like Jaime, but Hyman. No, you're right. <laughs> And I'm going to be reading a lot of, like, uh, gangs or uh, gang members' nicknames. I dig it. And some of them have fun names. I got to admit, and Jaime's okay yeah. compared to the other ones. Okay. But... I dig it, though. It's very cute. <laughs> yeah. 
little tiny. Uh, as a teen, he was involved in petty theft, as you as you do starting off before. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, after a botched burglary, the police called him the perfume burglar for knocking over the perfume perfume shelf while he was running away. I dig it. Which is funny. also another fun little nickname. That's funny. He wanted to join the army to fight in World War One, but they rejected him. His brother taunted him, which led Jaime shoot to shoot his brother. <laughs> okay. Now others report that he did not go to war, and left with a good re- or he did go to war and left with a good record. So it's conflicting stories because some say he went, some say he wanted to go but didn't go. Interesting. Either way, the story is kind of like his brother mocked him more than he's saying he shot his brother. Ah, okay. Um, because he couldn't join the army, he joined Dean O'Bannon's gang <laughs> called the Market Street Gang. I love that he chose that. Right. <laughs> like, I love that he chose to join a gang versus yeah. the army. They're, like, very similar. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they both... <laughs> have guns and are fighting some sort of enemy i guess but whether real or fictional right exactly exactly (laughs) you make it up in your mind or it's real that's all you need exactly uh so the gang was called market street gang which also included vincent the schemer drucci so the schemer's final nickname and george bugs moran bugs bugs so it's okay so we got dino bannon the Gang leader, yeah, Jaime, the schemer, and Bugs. The schemer, I love it. Like Bugs. Uh, that their uh, gang specialized in theft and robbery at this point. Okay, they became sluggers, which are sluggers are people hired by newspapers to beat newsstand owners who didn't sell their papers. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And they specifically worked for Chicago Tribune and the Chicago Examiner. <gasps> so newspapers are still around. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay. It's just hilarious. Uh, they met a safecracker, Charles the Ox Riser, Reeser, something like that, uh-huh. who taught them how to crack safes. So now we're adding the ox to the game. I don't know. Got the way. ox, got the schemer. O'Bannon had a beautiful tenor voice, apparently. So when he was performing at uh, a lib- uh, inn nearby, Jaime, Schemer, and Bugs would pickpocket the coat room and drug... Pa- uh, they would also drug patrons. So when they left the club, the club, the gang would rob them. So they'd pick the pockets in the coat room, then they'd drug other people, and then as they were leaving, they'd rob them as well. Wow. Which... Were they, like, in there as, as wait staff? Were they just dropping things in people's drinks? I think they're just hanging out, checking out their best friend that's singing a little tune like, up front. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Alex well do you know the uh the phrase a mickey finn yeah right so that is a drink that was actually it originated in chicago interesting and if you didn't know a mickey finn is a drink laced with psycho uh psychoactive drugs given to someone without their knowledge with intent to in- incapacitate them but it originated in chicago um named after a bartender called michael finn ew yeah <laughs> Who managed oh the Lone Star Saloon? <gasps> no way. Okay, wait. No, I have heard about that guy now. Then okay. Yeah. Close. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's he also uh, managed the Palm Garden restaurant. Uh, so it was weird. He was big in Chicago back in the day. Yeah. Okay. But a Finn or an employee would add uh, chloral hydrate to drinks, okay. rob yeah. their bodies, and then dump them in the alley where they would wake up the next morning and not remember anything. Wow. 
Uh, it's today used as like a sedative for dental work. Yeah. Or like short term insomnia or some, like yeah. little things like that. Things but... that are not extremely, but when you're slipped a lot of, okay. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, once prohibition came around in 1920. So this is all before 1920, but once Prohibition came around in 1920, the gang turned to bootlegging, as you do. Uh, they began distributing beer, whiskey, and gin from Canada. Oh. I mean, why not? Yeah. And, You're not that far. Right. You had, I mean, it's like an eight-hour drive. So exactly. It's why? worth it. <laughs> There's just, I don't know. They pioneered Chicago's first liquor hijacking. Wow. Which is good for them. It's like, honestly... There's a lot of prohibition doors in Chicago and, or like a lot of speakeasy yeah. doors and yeah. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. I love that Chicago is like big on speakeasies and still kind of make it a thing. They're like, this was a speakeasy. And you're like, that's a church. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the, the priest was the distiller. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> this is when they switched over from being called uh, market street to the north side gang oh because they went after specific. Okay. yeah after they like eliminated competitors <laughs> yeah uh we're gonna get a couple more uh gang members to join yes. samuel nails morton Ooh, i don't like that okay that scares me <laughs> lewis two gun alt alt what does it say i want to say it's french oh yeah maybe it, it's anyway. spelled like airy, so like, yeah. I don't know. Call him Two Gun. Two Gun. So we got Nails, Two Gun. Nails and Two Gun. And Handsome Dan McCarthy. His nickname is Handsome? Yes. And his name is Dan McCarthy. <laughs> yes. Good grief. I can't get away from them. <laughs> <laughs> Handsome Dan McCarthy's have followed me my entire life. That's so funny. <laughs> so yeah, Nails, Two Gun, and Handsome have now joined the Northside Gang. Nice. At the height of O'Bannon's power, he was making a million a year from liquor. In the 1920s, holy... Yes. Okay. So... I mean, yeah, Prohibition was, like, a big for that, actually. From that standpoint, I'd absolutely join a gang and smuggle liquor over the border. Yeah. Well, when, when did the gang wars, like, really end? Was that, like... When was uh, Al Capone? When was So that? he'll... He'll show um, up in this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting, because there's a song called The Night Chicago Died, which I'm very into. And I've heard of it, but I don't know. I can't remember. You should listen. It just basically talks about, like, the Gang Wars of Chicago. Pretty much, It's just yeah. a cute little pop song written the in gang the wars, 70s. The Prohibition Gang Wars in Chicago is still, like, a big, like... It's a Chicago staple. It's a Chicago staple, It absolutely. was after the Chicago Fire. Like, after the Chicago Fire, Chicago was, like, coming up, but um, The Night Chicago Died is a song about, like... Al Capone finally being <laughs> just guns a-blazing. God. Wow. It was okay. a wild time during that. When you're mentioning these names, I'm like, this song oh. is written about these people. <laughs> I'll have to listen to it after because I, I can vaguely hear it, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a very cheery song, as you would expect a song about death to be. Those are my favorite, though. Like, upbeat songs, and you're like, oh, this is sad as shit. They teach you that in comedy school. That's how it's supposed to sound. <laughs> So, O'Bannon, the gang leader, married and bought a flower shop across the street from the church he attended, the Holy Name Cathedral. The North Side Gang, the Italian South Side Gang, and other gangs in Chicago got together to create a system of territories to avoid turf wars, which is smart. Oh, okay. And the Italian South Side Gang is what Al Capone will eventually yeah, like, be a leader of. Yeah, okay, got it. 
Uh, that lasted for three years till gangs wanted others' cuts because we love greedy. We're no longer protecting the community. Yeah. Even though that was our intent. <laughs> Got it. And that's like something that was a big part of the Northside gang. They were kind of known for their community outreach. That's kind of what gangs are like supposed to do. Yeah. It's like they're the protectors of your area. They're the ones that yeah. serve the area. And um, like Little Italy, for example, or like, what is it called? Yeah, Little Village, Little Italy. Yeah. Those areas still have like, I don't know if they still do it. I'm probably just gesticulating. But it's like that's where areas come up yeah. with gangs to protect the area or to exactly. refund the area. Right. So that makes sense. They have the best of intentions. <laughs> Best of intentions only get you so far, unfortunately. But also we want power and money. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the gangs began robbing each other and moving in on turf by moving brothels and speakeasies. Long story short, this led to the Jenna brothers, six brothers who created their own gang, uh, wanting to get back at O'Bannon. <laughs> so in 1924, men hired by the Jenna brothers entered the flower shop while O'Bannon was clipping chrysanthemums I'm like, that's specific. very specific so specific and murdered him he caught two bullets in his chest two in his throat Ooh. and one in the back of his head oh wait what were they behind oh yeah because he's clipping chrysanthemums but ow yeah so i think one entered from the front one entered from the back <gasps> and they took him out oh. his death started a five-year war between the north side gang and the south side gang now the south side gang is called the chicago outfits mm-hmm. but back then yeah uh, that that five year war all accumulated in the St. Valentine's Day massacre. That's a nice Chicago day. Yes. Okay. And that's for another day. I'm going to talk yeah. about that down I can't the wait road. To it. I cannot wait to listen. <laughs> but this is kind of where it all started, so I kind of had to do this one first and Makes get sense. do it chronologically. Right. Don't confuse people. <laughs> Goodness. So at this point, Calvin Coolidge is president. Uh-huh. I have a Calvin Coolidge pin. No one needs to know that. I know nothing about him, so that... Yeah. He's fine. <laughs> I love that out of all the presidents, you have a Calvin Coolidge pin. I, I do, too. I got it at a thrift store, and I kept it. Why not? I don't know. I wore it on my apron when I worked at Lush. It was very confusing for everyone. They're like, who was Calvin Coolidge? I'm like, a president. They're like, what did he do? And I was like, president thing. Exactly. <laughs> William Emmett Deaver becomes Chicago's mayor. Oh, okay. And he's considered a wet Democrat, so he's against prohibition got it so his first major endeavor was improving public transit so we have to thank him for chicago's great public transit because he kind of started it all he was like the guy who started wacker drive oh cool okay first chicago airport two city-owned train systems and started the subway system etc this all sounds like general yeah. Like things I've maybe heard before, but not. It's one of those things like. You've seen the name. Yeah. The, like maybe there's street named after. There's something. There's got to be, right? Maybe I took a <laughs> class on Chicago history and remember none of it. <laughs> uh, after he kind of like achieved all he wanted to achieve with transit, he shifted to the gang activity because it was really bad at this point. <laughs> Even though he was against prohibition, he was still all about following the law. So he's like, no, I don't agree with prohibition, but the law's law, and I gotta do what I gotta do as mayor. He was so intent on stopping bootlegging and gangs, Chicago became known as the driest city in the nation. (laughs) No wonder there are so many speakeasies, though. Exactly. we're so big on them. (laughs) 
they're like this is a speakeasy but it's a modern one yeah we're everything's hush hush at this point uh-huh. <laughs> they chicago may be known as the driest city but we know for sure that that they weren't okay i mean the media labeled his war on bootleggers as the great beer war which i think is kind of fun i think i yeah okay <laughs> this sounds like a chicago thing okay right <laughs> as chicago began to dry up bootlegging just got worse and more competitive which is why prohibition ended pretty much because it just didn't work no everyone wanted everything worse drinks more (laughs) and even though most of the city government was there to enforce the law there were still enough politicians and police taking over taking under the table deals with gangs just still so it was still a massive problem yeah (laughs) again it didn't solve anything no it did nothing except create more crime because that's what happens when you eliminate something so, Jaime took control of the gang after O'Bannon's death in the flower shop. Jaime, okay. He was known for being hot and cold. He oh. lived a life of crime. Yeah. But carried a rosary and crucifix, as well as attended church regularly. It sounds like all the gangs. <laughs> yeah. He also had a reputation for helping the poor, hmm. but could be very vicious. Okay. Uh, anti-hero sounds like a guy who has like a lot on his mind yeah. doesn't really talk about it ever because he's got a lot of suppressed issues if therapy was a thing back then <laughs> you know what do you have used it uh it said jaime is the only man al capone feared interesting yeah okay which i think says a lot it does <laughs> if al capone fears you that means you're just out there oh yeah because like, i mean everybody knows who al capone is but yes, he I feel like most people don't know who Jaime is. No, like I, like you could tell me that he was like the rival of Al Capone. I'd be like, sure. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not extremely well versed on Al Capone except for that song and the fact that Al Capone was Chicago. Was Chicago. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But yeah, uh, apparently he was the only man Al Capone feared. Uh, He is credited for the one way ride or take him for a ride, uh, which is. You know, the whole unsuspecting passenger... Dies in the vehicle. Right. Yeah. Sits in the passenger seat, someone, show, like, leans, like, sits up from the floor and, like, strangles or shoots the guy in the passenger seat. Yeah. So Jaime's kind of credited for that. Are they the ones... Oh, motto. no, because they're Irish, so they wouldn't have been, like, Erie Cafe people. I'm saying too much. Continue. No, you're not. <laughs> Whatever comes to mind, throw they're, it out. They just, um... Because it's so close in proximity to the flower shop and to, like, Holy Name Cathedral, mm-hmm. the bend of the river mm-hmm. over on, like, Larrabee and Erie, mm-hmm. there's a place called Erie Cafe, which my dad used to go to a lot. Okay. I'm just throwing this out there. Yeah. There's just been, like, a lot of suspicious, like, this belongs to the gangs of Chicago. Yeah. Don't be surprised when bodies end up in this part of Chicago, like, yeah. or they used to back in the day right. kind of thing. And I'm like, huh, I wonder, but it's an Italian restaurant, but this is the Irish gang. So it doesn't really make sense to me. So it must have been like later gangs. Yeah. Well, that would make sense. Because it took. Near the end of this, it'll make more sense in a a little bit. But I'm not positive with all where the territories were. Yeah. Obviously, we get the North Side Gang and the South Side Gang. But there's like a But then the West had their own thing. And yeah, some of the way it was chopped up was It's still very, it's very confusing. It's all very muddled of where Well, apparently the 
what used to be the Southside Gang, Al Capone's Gang, is still like around apparently, and yes. people are still alive and stuff. So, yeah. who knows what no they're in charge of exactly. or what they do? But we're good. <laughs> Obviously, it's quiet enough. Yeah, exactly. Good grief. Uh, so Jaime attacked Torrio, who led the Chicago outfits at this time before mm-hmm. Al Capone, which led him to return to Italy because he's like, I was just like shot at and had my like i think he was like injured pretty badly so he went to italy to like recover yeah i don't think he ever came back type Mm -hmm. of deal makes sense um but jaime then attacked the next in the next in command which is al capone the north side gang shot up their headquarters nearly destroying the building but capone somehow survived In retaliation, Capone ordered men to kill Jaime. Interesting. I wonder if he was there at all. <laughs> Just kidding. I mean, that's a good question. <laughs> like, was he even there at all? Did he, like, mysteriously, like, wow, okay. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem is that most of these stories, no one really knows who did the killing. I mean, that's the point of a gang and the point of all the secret ne- yeah. secrecy or like hiring outside people to come in and you do don't it. know who the muscle is yeah. exactly it's like you don't know who's related to the whole yeah yeah <laughs> so we're all caught up to the beginning mm-hmm. jaime just died because capone was retaliating yep. jaime died on his way to the hospital he had six thousand dollars his bible a pistol and a list of jurors on him when he died he was at the juror selection because he was going to be selected for the jury? No. Or he just wanted to go... One of the men in his gang... Was on trial, right? Was on trial. So he, he went to there. the jury selection. Yeah, him and, a, and the other guys I mentioned earlier were just at the jury selection. Okay, just like in the audience, or the the people, whatever yeah, I don't know what you call it. It's the, it's the, the audience. audience. <laughs> <laughs> we're performers. Exactly. It's an audience. I mean, court... The is court system is absolutely a performance, so <laughs> it's all decorative. And I think having jurors in your pocket, there's got to be some tampering going on. Of if there is, yeah, he's got a list of <laughs> exactly. jurors. Six thousand dollars too, and yeah, yeah, the, you're gonna go bribe everyone. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Uh, I also want to add that over seven hundred gang members were murdered in Chicago during Prohibition. So that's. <laughs> 1919 to 1933. Huh. That's, Pop- like, that's like reported or like... Reported. Okay. Yeah, could be very much... Like we, how do we know... People could have died and we didn't know they were gang members yeah. or again, people okay, disappear yeah. and nobody knows that they died. Yes, yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> but yeah, 700 gang members uh, were recorded in that time period and population of Chicago grew during that time and this is wild to me because we... Chicago I think is... 2.6 million right now something yeah. like that but at the time it grew from 2.7 million to 3.3 million yeah in prohibition that makes sense actually i don't know where all these people stayed um like. well well this is like yeah because this is very early on yeah i don't know there are like a lot of polish immigrants and a lot of like other i'm guessing all together yeah like this i don't know yeah, this apartment was clearly like a house so like that's true i think about <laughs> so many buildings I always on walk just think about the buildings in Chicago. I'm like, what was this before the fire? Oh, absolutely. Like, I mean, this is 60 <laughs> years after the fire. Yeah. So they basically had to rebuild from scratch. And that's oh, yeah. what's so crazy is that 3.3 million people yep. lived in Chicago after. during or right after the rebuilding of... It's crazy. And it's also before all the boomer houses went up. So like, yeah. 
there's not all that in like Park Ridge and stuff. Well, some of those houses are, are old, but not a lot of them are from like the 50s. Yeah. Or 1945, and they just all went up at the same time. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah. Interesting. So the history of the church, real quick, built in 1851. Yep. Destroyed by the Chicago Fire, of course, in 1871. Catholics were forced to worship in a shanty cathedral, which is basically a boarded up burnt house for four years. Yeah. And then it was rebuilt in 1875, renovated in early 1900s, and renovated again in 2008. Yes, because that renovation is not from the 1990s or no. 1920s. <laughs> yeah, it is. I've not been in there in like six years, however. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, but before we get into the hauntings, we're going to take a quick little itty-bitty short break. Great. Make yourself a ghost cocktail. <laughs> and I looked up this recipe. Four ounces of coconut rum. Ooh. Three ounces of... Crepe de cacao. Yeah. Two teaspoons of vanilla syrup and three ounces of heavy cream. Hmm. Once you make that, then you can make your way back. <laughs> and then we'll talk about the hauntings. Welcome back. <laughs> We're not going to talk about the like, minute amount of hauntings that happen here. And I say minute because no one really has seen like full-on ghost apparitions or anything like yeah. that. But the main thing, and I think this is so interesting, is that because the cathedral was hit mm-hmm. by the bullets, there are bullet holes in the bricks of the cathedral's uh in the cathedral's like foundation before it was like renovated and stuff but a lot of people say it possesses like supernatural qualities interesting which i think is very fascinating that is interesting like yeah so because you don't really I think, think a of... lot of churches have supernatural feelings well yes <laughs> every time inside one i'm like Huh. For sure. Especially, like, that one in St. Patrick's. I'm like, what happened here? <laughs> well, they're so old that, yeah. yeah. There's, I can't imagine the amount of funerals that happen in those churches. Yeah. This is, however... I don't know. Let me talk about it and we'll see. Yeah. Because this is... You don't think of this as, a, like, a haunting. Mm-hmm. But the, the holes from the bullets have been patched... But every time the mortar pops out or fails to harden. Interesting. So the bolt holes are absolutely still there. Yeah. Because they're like not good at filling. Just kidding. They, I mean, they just don't want to be filled. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, or you're right. They're hiring the same really awful. Contractor. Contract. Years after year after year. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, that's crazy. I, or it's, that's not crazy. I'm sorry. That is wild. It's wild for that's sure. very wild. Because... I mean, whether it's happening by itself or Jaime is somehow hanging out there and like, no, you will remember me and digging out yeah. mortar. That would be cool. I or he's still... like from the back. Yeah. <laughs> Just poking holes. That's so funny. But either way, there's still holes from the 20s. That's so cool. Which I I haven't, because of COVID, I haven't 
check like been able down. to check them out. But... Yeah, you have to go to the you've got to go to the Gold Coast to go check that out. Exactly. <laughs> Who would? <laughs> I mean, I would actually. I mean, I used to work in the Gold Coast, yeah, exactly. so if I was still working there, I absolutely like. Yeah. I walked to uh, the old Playboy Mansion house, and I really want to take a tour of that, but because yeah. it was like around the corner from where I was working. Oh yeah. Um. Besides the. More bullet holes yeah. that will never be filled at this rate i'm so excited to go look for that now. yes uh there have also been accounts of unexplained orbs of light surrounding the cornerstone that has the bullet holes in it really yes and this is on the corner of state and huron superior superior Kingsbury? i believe okay i think it's superior and state yeah yeah because i know that they're yeah because it goes chicago there's a bunch of streets that don't exist yeah. this way of state street so yeah, yeah. okay um yeah so but that's like all i could find with like hauntings yeah of that location is just the Very holes not filling light. up and uh Orb lights light. yeah orbs and stuff so i don't know if anyone has seen jaime or even bannon yeah who died across the street yeah um, well, Cross the Street now has been changed over so many times. True. Like, I mean, maybe he's haunting the condos, though. Yeah, exactly. Well, the condos are not done being built. It was a parking lot, though. Gotcha. Like, now it's going to be a Whole Foods on the bottom and a condos on the top. So now he has something to haunt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Interesting. Uh, I would love it if one day someone will just see, like, Ghost of Jaime, Ghost of Bannon, like, waving to each other across the street it's like very interesting because i'm pretty sure on the cell and superior there's a flower shop that's been there okay. since like the 1920s they call hmm. it the cell flower it's not gotcha but like no yeah it obviously was there so like yeah I, but i'm just always now curious about see that's what i think is so fun about these especially because they're really old, old stories mm-hmm. i mean this was 100 years ago that's amazing yeah <laughs> that's so wild that's what's so wild. Like, researching these, I was like, oh my god, this was... And the first two episodes I, I'll talk about were 1903 and 1915. Amazing. And this one's 1926, I believe. Goodness. So it's just like, 100 plus years ago, all this shit's going down, and these ghosts are just haunting Chicago from like 100 years ago. I love wild... I, th- I love old Chicago stories. Yes. So. Yeah. Same. <laughs> oh my gosh. So... Do you, we've talked a little bit, like, I definitely want to check out this cornerstone. I cannot wait to, like, go on an adventure downtown and just be like, <laughs> okay, yeah, no. <laughs> and I kind of asked in the first episode. That um, area is so old, too. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of new buildings, but so many old buildings have been t- er, turned into, like, three-floor build, uh, re- rest, not restaurants, but, like, a restaurant and, like, a business and then a residency. Right. So I'm very curious. So, in the first episode, I talked about a haunted theater. Uh-huh. Second episode, I talked about a haunted ship. Now, this haunted cathedral, would you feel comfortable, like, spending the night in the haunted cathedral? Oh, 100%. I used to, yeah. like, na- like, we had lock-ins at my grade school. Yeah. Now it's, mm-hmm. like, a Catholic grade school. And I would totally be the kid that wanted to sleep in the pews. Because I'd watch TV sh- or like movies where like yeah, the girl yeah. that goes to the all girls Catholic school sleeps in the pews, or like the nun <laughs> that falls asleep, or like the because it's a sanctuary, so people are allowed to be there. Yeah, um, probably not now. I know specifically downtown things are like always closed, yeah. no matter what. I'm not Catholic, so the idea is that 
the sanctuary is always open to anybody all the time, right? That's... Uh, I mean, supposed to supposedly, be. Supposedly. Like, they lock the doors, for sure, because, like... I don't know. Depend- and, yeah. yeah, and depending on the building, like, you can go knock on, like, the priest's house, because, like, the priest lives there. Yeah, yeah, There used to be convents. Right. Like, the high school I went to, the art wing and the math wing were a convent, and obviously there are, like, three nuns now, and so they live <laughs> in their own homes separate from the school. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I don't know. Churches are weird, you know? Like, I would totally spend the night, though. Yeah. Totally spend the night. I've always wanted to, but also the floors there, I'm pretty sure, are brick. Or am I thinking of St. Peter's? There's so many churches downtown. Oh, that's... There's also brick on their floors. That's yeah. the trouble. There's so many Well, like, holy name, I can exactly picture the whole thing. Yeah. Because, like, when I lived in, like, River North, I mm-hmm. would walk there when I was going to church. You're from Chicago, right? I'm from Cleveland, actually. Actually, okay. I'm from Denver. Uh, but I was raised in Cleveland, and my family's from Cleveland, and I moved here... 10 years ago. Oh, okay. Is that <laughs> wild to think about? Oh my gosh, and it's in August. It will be 10 years that I decided nice. that I did not like BW and I wanted to go to Columbia. There you go. Yeah. I was going to go back to BW. I mean, not to shit on Cleveland, but I think you made a good choice. Oh my choice. goodness, trust me, I did. <laughs> Dang, I love the things. Huh. So you would stay there. I would, I would absolutely stay there. Yeah. Why not? I've stayed the night at the Field Museum. Oh, fun. Before, and it's really fun. That sounds amazing. We, uh, you could sleep anywhere you wanted. I really wanted to sleep by the mummies, but no one would join me. So we ended up sleeping by the stuffed animals. Yeah. Boo, taxidermy. I know. But Yay, my brother, <laughs> my brother's studying zoology. Oh. So he's like really into anything animal, animal related. Yeah. yeah. So it was one of those. But staying at the field museum at night was fun they had like a bunch of activities and stuff but yeah i slept over at the mall once that's not interesting because yeah. you can't go into any stores because yeah. everything is closed so you sleep on the floor where people walk all day it's yeah. gross that's not the same <laughs> not at all we're gonna sleep over at the mall everybody but we're gonna sleep in the food court yay that's so funny so do you have any of your own I'm going to say paranormal, because I don't want to say ghost, yes. but do you have any of your own paranormal stories? Ooh, so, I um, work in the Chase Tower building. Yes. Um, uh, and I, there's this elevator. So, the elevators in Chase Tower are very well known for being awful. Um, I really <laughs> hope that they've been updating it yeah. during our time away. I doubt it. Um, there are one, two, three, four elevator banks. Mm-hmm. Technically, the two... Two of them are another four. So, right. And the elevator bank I take up has, I think, eight or ten elevators. Okay. <laughs> At any given moment, seven are out. That's crazy. Um, my favorite one, everyone will press their number. There will be like ten of us in an elevator. Obviously, that would be different when we go back, but yeah. um, if we go back. And you would press your numbers. There would be like ten numbers on the board. And then the second the doors close, all the numbers go off. And you have to ask... What floor are you? 13, oh 9, God. 80, 20, whatever. That's awful. <laughs> so, on my side of the building, mm-hmm. so there's a Clark and Dearborn side, I'm on the Clark side, mm-hmm. this one elevator, you'll be standing in the elevator bank, not pressing a button, you'll just be on the phone or talking to someone or waiting for an elevator. Right. It will go up, it will go down, it will always open on the ninth floor, and there'll be no one in it. That's and weird. And it's always the same one, and it always goes up and down, and my <laughs> coworker was like, it's the child of Chase Tower. He wants you to ride with him because he's afraid. And so it's always the same elevator yes. car. Yes. And always the ninth floor. Yeah. Well, I work on the ninth floor, but 
it there's never any buttons pressed inside of it right and it changes which direction it decides to open on and but no one's inside of it ever not a single time is someone inside of the elevator interesting ever yeah and the button's never been pressed okay and so like one time i got into it and (laughs) i didn't press a button and it just went up to the 18th floor and i was like okay i'm getting off here i guess (laughs) goodbye no yeah that's yeah elevator ghost or not elevators that do that are terrifying yeah I do not need to be on no. an elevator that does not go where I want it to go. There's someone who works for one of our businesses um, who's like an MD, and he, at like a town hall kind of thing, said, um, I've been terrified of roller coasters my entire life, but mm-hmm. after the experience with our elevators, I'm willing to try Great American. <laughs> and I was like, that's true. Or Great America. Yeah. Great America. Great America. Thank you. Great American is, Good American is a jeans brand by okay. Chloe Kardashian. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I was like, that's true, and my favorite thing at the beginning of quarantine last March is that the guy who does, like, our building stuff, he was like, don't worry, we'll get the elevators fixed, ha, 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 and I was <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. sure you will. There's so many people, we wait for hours yeah. downstairs, and then we all get in the same elevator, it's just that one. Yeah. Um, there's always, like, other things that I've, like, experience around me but that is one that always stands out to me because i'm just like i wonder what he's doing i wonder if he's still opening the elevator for people <laughs> yeah, yeah that aren't in the building it's so funny yeah um i'm gonna read you a listener's ghost story Ooh, okay let's see in 2008 my family and i traveled to new orleans for a vacation to visit our nephew while there we did a day trip to saint uh Francisville, a la, uh, St. Francisville, Louisiana. Okay. <laughs> to tour the uh, Myrtle's Plantation. Okay, yes. Which was built by my great, great, great uncle, David Bradford. Interesting. While touring the inside of the plantation, my son Alex dropped his camera and the latch broke that held his batteries in the camera. It's 2008, y'all. <laughs> So during the rest of the tour, he had to keep his finger on the battery door to keep the batteries from falling out. We had told him that after the tour, we would go into town and get some tape for the camera to fix the problem. After the tour, we began to walk around the grounds to look at all the trees and plants and to take pictures. At one point, my son Alex and daughter Britta and I were walking around in the front of the house down a little sidewalk with knee-high vegetation on either side. Suddenly, Alex yelled behind me that his finger slipped on the battery door and the batteries had fallen out, hit the sidewalk, and rolled into the vegetation. He and I walked up and down several times to look for the batteries and hopefully had just rolled off the sidewalk and were sitting next to it. But no. Just our luck, the batteries were nowhere to be found. I told Alex that we would get more batteries when we went into town for some tape. So we stood up, turned around, and were planning on going around the house to find their father when we saw his two batteries standing straight up and down in the middle of the sidewalk side by side. Oh my goodness. Now remember, no one else was in front of the yard with us, and by this time, Britta had joined her dad in the back of the house, so when we saw the batteries, we both gasped. Alex grabbed the batteries and ran to find his father and Britta to tell them what had happened. And I stood there and said to the spirits, thank you. And by the way, we are related to you. (laughs) 
The Myrtles is famous for being one of the most haunted places in the country. It is haunted by two young girls and a former slave. I believe they met Chloe. Uh, When we got back to our hotel in the evening, we began to look on the camera at all the pictures that we had taken Mm. throughout the day. Oh my. We noticed that in one of the pictures of the main staircase at the Myrtles, we could make out two outlined faces of what looked like young girls in the middle of the stairway. Not their bodies, Uh, but just their faces. Interesting, because digital cameras, I never knew, like, I don't know. As we got into the digital camera age and always carried around digital cameras, I remember remember old photographs you would see, like, find things. Yeah. But in digital photos, people weren't finding as many things. Yeah. Because they were instant. Yeah. But that's really wild. My first thought when you said the batteries are standing up, I was like, oh, it's a plantation. Definitely a dead slave did that because they were putting things neat and together. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then my second thought was like, the little boy did it. And then I was like, but the, a lot of people must have died because you said it was like the most haunted place yeah. immediately after that. And I was like, it must have been like, they were just like stacking them. Or it was both of the girls, one stacking each. Like my mind went three different No, places. I mean, it could be any of those options though. That's what's so crazy is that you're right in the sense that it's a plantation. So the idea is that everything has to be tidy. Everything has to be in order. Yeah. And these two... Especially, like, around the house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just maintain face. Curb appeal. Yeah, but also... <laughs> curb appeal. But yeah, that's wild on the staircase. That I think, faces. like, I've seen apparitions and stuff like that, but to yeah. see physical objects mm-hmm. show up out of nowhere, yeah, that that's something. Yeah. I have object permanence, so things show up out of nowhere all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like I said before we started, I think that fae people have taken a liking to me which is dangerous yeah. i don't know if you have like any like care for fairies or knowledge of fairies. very small minute things i don't know too much about it but they'll, yeah they'll leave you little gifts usually mm-hmm. nature gifts right a dead bee a dead butterfly or butterfly wing um you'll see like mushroom rings in your backyard or like fairy rings right um and i kept getting like dead bees last year but basically you're not supposed to say thank you because the fae will keep coming back at you and having a fairy in your life is not a good thing. Gotcha. You should, do not want the fairies. Yeah. Um, it goes back to like Celtic mythology, right. Catholicism, and like which things were buried the same mm-hmm. in Ireland. Um, but yeah, so basically you cannot say thank you. You have to say it's a beautiful gift. It's not mine and bury it kind of thing. Gotcha. But other than that, like, like some definitely fae people like me. Mm-hmm. I think it's because I invite them. <laughs> Dang it. Because <laughs> I want to be a fairy. Right. I don't want to be a fairy. No, I but... I am a fairy. No. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's so wild. That's so funny. The, the show I was talking about earlier uh, that I was supposed to be in, yeah. two of the songs talk about being fairies in a garden, so Interesting. that's funny. I think fairy houses are the cutest thing. They when are. I see mushrooms or like a field of flowers where there's only part of the field has flowers, I'm like, mm-hmm. ooh, little fairies live there. <laughs> we should appreciate them and bring them sugar water. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm also not that person, but I am enough of that person. Yeah. You know? Like I said about, like, ghosts in general, yeah. I'm not a skeptic. I'm just like, you live your life. I'm going to live over here. Right. Therefore, we don't have to connect. <laughs> I don't want to invite you because my luck would be you want to stay forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I was the person watching Paranormal Activity four times over with all the lights on, knowing that it was a scripted show right or scripted movie yeah but still being like terrified <laughs> can't sleep with my foot out of the bed anymore oh my god i watched i don't know if you ever saw the movie shutter oh my gosh 
with yes. the por- Polaroid photos. <laughs> yes. I had a projector at that point, and I projected the DVD onto my bedroom wall where I was sleeping two feet from it. And it's huge. It's projected, and I watch it like midnight. So midnight to 2 a.m., I'm watching this ghost horror movie two feet from my... So it's like... <laughs> oh my God, I will never forget that moment. So it's just like... Terrifying. God, yeah. And I love horror movies, and a yeah. lot of things don't freak me out easily. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot to freak me out. I don't like gore, but horror movies are okay. Yeah. I guess. But that was like... I'm not actually afraid. Ooh. Yeah. That was... Ooh, I got spooked. <laughs> there was that movie that came out in 2011 that was like the... Not Baloo Lao. That's a Robert Burns poem. Um, About Christmas. Uh, <laughs> it's a Welsh song. Um, Gosh, what was it called? Like the Babadook? Babadook. Mm-hmm. Okay. I remember like it would not stop playing on my DVD player, <laughs> which I still have because my DVD player is broken. Mm-hmm. Or like it just would turn on by itself all the time. Mm-hmm. It would not stop repeating and playing and playing in the beginning of it. And remember when she's like, just can't stop eating? Yeah. I remember feeling like that whole week I couldn't stop eating and just being like, <laughs> fuck this. Part of my French. But like I, horror movies I have a really weird relationship with where mm-hmm. I like hate gore. Mm-hmm. So I can't watch gory movies. Yeah. But also some haunted movies make me really uncomfortable yeah and i'll be watching them and be like i can't watch it anymore i have to leave because now it's gonna happen to me which is not gonna happen to me but no but that's i mean they're doing their job then exactly <laughs> they're freaking me out okay so if you are in a prohibition gang mm-hmm. are you at what's your nash or uh heritage i'm lebanese my great grandmother came here Either in 1898 or 1902. Very weird. Um, okay. After she and her sisters were orphaned. Okay. She was 16. They gotcha. left Lebanon. They went to Canada, then I guess Toledo, and then Cleveland. Okay. On my mom's side. My dad, my grandfather's side. Sorry, my mom's mom. Mm-hmm. My grandfather, he actually lived in Chicago, had a florist in the 1920s. Okay. <laughs> but we're Lebanese. <laughs> so I need to find out where that florist yes. was. Because... <laughs> Me too. When you were saying that, I wasn't really clicking with me. And now that I'm saying it out loud, I'm like, they had a florist in Chicago. They lived in Chicago. And then they moved to Cleveland. Mysterious. I would say very much so. After O'Bannon died, he was like, I got a piece out of Chicago. Yeah. But they're 100% Lebanese Syrian. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. If you could have a Lebanese Prohibition Gang nickname, what would it be? Cedars. Or, um, Cedars or, uh... Well, you can't call it Zatharnzeit because no one would know what that means. It means time and olive oil. Zatharnzeit, gotcha. which is just... Zathar is actually not just time. It's like a blend of time and sesame seeds and gotcha. sumac. <laughs> but it just means time. Yeah. Or cedars or... I don't know. Mary Nora Cedars Wolf. Yeah. I'm into it. Cedars. That rolls off the tongue easy. Mary Nora Cedars Wolf. I like that. It would be um, Maloof on my grandfather's side, so it would be like... Because you know how my name is Mary Norma Lufold. Yeah, yeah, That's because my mom and my dad, my brother has six names because no one can agree on names. Yeah, so, that's fair. <laughs> Mary Norma Cedars Wolf. I like yeah. that. Or like, yeah. Yeah, I, I always joke that when I'm making grocery lists, it's like, okay, I need olives, I need garlic, onions, tomatoes, parsley. I'm like, that's not a grocery list. It's my cousin's <laughs> names. Yes. Like, that is truly I don't know... I'm, I'm what like would yours be? literally so close to doing Ancestry.com. Like I have the page pulled Ooh. up on my phone. I yeah. just haven't done it yet. 
Um, because I don't know exactly my entire heritage. I know I'm part English. Yeah, you got Lambert Hack. Yeah. So what is well Lambert attack? So Lambert's obviously very like English French. Yeah, because I think about Miranda Lambert when I. Yeah. (laughs) And then Hack is. Uh, Hack is like. Is it Germanic? German? Yeah. Czechoslovakian. I say it has to be somewhere either like in the Iron Curtain. Yeah. Like Ber- old Berlin. Yeah. I would love from the English side. I would love to be called Darling though. That'd be so cute. Oh wait, that'd be so good. Right. Oh my god. Like Darling Lambert Hack. I'm into that'd it. That'd be great. Actually, that would be that would that would very much fit you. So we'll start our uh, gang with a Cedar and Darling and Darling and Cedar. Ooh, you know, I could also be yeah. Okay. There's I think a, it would go well. Yeah. That's, um, you know the hat, the fez? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the fez is also called a tarbouche. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, there's a restaurant uh, actually on North Avenue called Tarbouche, which is a Lebanese restaurant. Or it's like a fast Lebanese right. restaurant, right? So that would be like, I don't want that nickname. Right. But I would want someone on the in the game yes. have the name, nickname Tarbouche. Our bodyguard absolutely would Tarbouche! Have, yes. Yeah! <laughs> tarbouche! <laughs> yeah, I would want a Tarbouche. Well, thank you for joining me. Thank you so much <laughs> for having me. This was a blast. Yeah. Um, I cannot wait to hear more of these stories. Yes, I am excited to get more, uh, not only listener stories, but to hear everybody I talk to's own stories. Excited. You can follow this podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Haunted Hometowns. And please, and I will say this, a million times please 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 send me your own personal ghost stories i want to hear them send it to haunted hometowns podcast at gmail.com so i do want to hear your ghost stories and it can be anything from like a tickle me elmo going off at 2 a.m every night to like you making out with a sexy sailor that died 12 years ago like i just furbies (laughs) furbies coming to life 20 years later in your closet Yes. yes anything you got send it my way and where can they follow listen watch yeah do your thing i'm mary nora on most things so on twitter i'm mary nora wolf like the animal no e Mm -hmm. instagram mary nora clubhouse mary nora uh tumblr you don't need to know because who uses (laughs) tumblr anymore besides me and my other elder millennials um or no we're younger millennials aren't we whatever who knows um yeah mary nora if you don't find me then you're never going to find me. So. <laughs> I'll post her information on Instagram <laughs> when this airs, so I yeah. got you covered. Just but... Mary Nora on everything except for where it's Mary Nora Wolf, and then it just becomes yeah, complicated. So For sure. <laughs> well, thanks again. Thank you so good much. good seeing you. You too. Some of this information came from article, an article by Thomas Terapaki. I'm so sorry, Thomas. Uh, Wikipedia, of course. An article by Keenan Heiss, Ed, Ed Bauman, and then Chicago Crime Commission. The artwork is by Pepe Munoz. Follow him on Instagram at p.e.p.e.munoz, M-U-N-O-Z. And the music is by Ty Air at for boys like me, F-O-R, boys like me.